Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man, just like Johnny Winter, still alive and well. <laughs> what the heck is that? What's Johnny Winter? <laughs> Yeah, that's like a some... rock singer, man. Yeah. Look at this guy. Edgar I told brother. you for our montage of Joe Armacost intros into will. the show. Check that one. Uh-huh. Check it, Paula. <laughs> All right, listen, yesterday's show, I can't thank you enough for oh, spreading dude. yesterday's show a record listenership, viewership on our YouTube channel thank where you. we nailed nailed Brennan, the CIA, the big scandal to the wall yesterday. We nailed it, and you all loved it. Thank you for the feedback on the show. And I'm going to double down a bit in the intro of today's show before getting to some other stories about the economy, voter suppression myths, and other stuff. But I want to ask you this question. Who is Charlie? Who is Charlie? They say, I don't know. Who's Charlie? What are you even talking about? Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. You know, I know I'm onto something when the smartest minds that surround me all figure something out at the same time. I have a really good source who this morning emailed me. Exactly the same conversation my wife had with me yesterday after the show where she said, Dan, you missed something. Stay tuned. All right. Yeah, I didn't tell Joe, so we'll see. Today's show brought to you by our buddies. This is Joe's favorite company, GenuCell. Hey, did you ever say, I wish this double chin would just go away? From now until Mother's Day, your wish is their command with GenuCell's outrageous Mother's Day sale. Double chins, sagging jawlines, and turkey necks. Our real <laughs> problems until now. Introducing the new GenuCell jawline treatment formulated with MDL technology. Here's Robin from Lubbock, Texas. She wrote to us, I put the jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I'm blown away. Of course you are. Stuff's great. My mother-in-law loves it. GenuCell. Sure, listen, you could do expensive or harsh treatments, but you don't need that. Why would you do that? You got GenuCell. This is the last week to get the GenuCell jawline treatment absolutely free, gratis, when you order the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness. And with its instant effects, you can see results in the first 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com or text YOUNG to 77453. A surprise Mother's Day premium gift with all orders. Text YOUNG, like the opposite of all. Text YOUNG to 77453 or visit GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Yes. All right. Let's go. Nice. Here we go, baby. All right, folks. So yesterday at the end of the show, I had addressed this outstanding question posed by our friend John Solomon in a Hill piece. I have told you from the beginning, John Solomon deserves a Pulitzer Prize for the work he's done on this whole Spygate thing. Whenever Solomon writes something in his pieces at the Hill, which are fantastic, he's not asking you a question, really. What he's doing is he's doing an information drop And I think he's conditioning you for the information he's going to drop later. Here's what I mean. Mm. Uh, A friend of mine sent me this over this morning from the Hill with a little red outline on it. uh, Something I had discussed yesterday at the end of the show from a John Solomon piece. And it's John Solomon in a piece from last year saying, why is it? It's very suspicious that this guy from the FBI with this surveillance capability was being sent to the White House during the transition 
as the liaison guy to the new president-elect Donald Trump from the Solomon piece. And I read this yesterday, but my buddy was nice enough to circle it for us. He says in the Solomon piece, as the president-elect geared, to take, geared uh, to take over, the FBI made another move that has captured investigators' attention. Listen to this. It named an executive with expertise in the FBI's most sensitive surveillance equipment to be the liaison to the Trump transition? A spy guy? On its face, Solomon continues, that seems odd. Technical surveillance nerds aren't normally the first picks for plum political assignments. Even odder, the FBI counterintel team running the Russia-Trump collusion probe seemed to have an interest in the appointment. Oh, wow. Now, after the show yesterday, I kid you not, I'm sitting there. What was I coming back from? No, I didn't go to the gym. I was coming back from my haircut. I'm in my kitchen. And my wife says to me, Dan, how did you miss the connection to your story from a couple weeks ago about this letter sent from two Republican senators up on the hill? To Attorney General Bill Barr. Senator Ron Johnson and Senator Chuck Grassley, two Republican senators, sent this letter to Barr a couple weeks ago, April of 2019, asking about these very suspicious FBI texts. Hmm. Peter Stroke, lead hack investigator from the FBI who hates Donald Trump, investigating Donald Trump, involved in this entrapment scheme of Trump, right? Texas girlfriend, Lisa Page, talking with Bill, talking about his boss there. Do we want Joe to go with Ivania instead of Charlie for a variety of reasons? Paige, hmm, not sure. Would it be unusual to have, blanked out, show up again? Maybe another agent from the team? Ladies and gentlemen, who's Charlie? Why does Stroke and Paige... Only a, a month after some of these communications, right? Some of these communications about putting a, a, a surveillance guy as the liaison guy to the Trump team. An FBI surveillance expert as the liaison guy to the Trump team? Why would these communications, just a little bit of time after that, be so suspicious? Is Charlie one of those surveillance guys? Who's Charlie? Why are they so concerned about these guys or women? We don't know who else they're talking about here. Going over the White House and making it looking unusual. Were they worried that it would look unusual that a surveillance expert was being sent to the White House as their liaison guy? Keep in mind, doubling down on yesterday's show, which is a must listen. Please check it out if you haven't heard it. Episode 975. In that same series of texts, in that letter, they start to talk about Katie's husband. It goes on. Stroke, or he's the CI guy. Same might make sense. He can assess if there are any news or a different demeanor. If Katie's husband is there, he can see if there are people we can develop for potential relationships. Katie's husband likely refers to the vice president's chief of staff, Josh Pitcock. Katie is a woman who works for Peter Stroke, the lead investigator. What kind of potential relationships are they talking about? 
Ladies and gentlemen, in my second book, which we are now rapidly closing up on, we're almost done. It's called Exonerated, The Failed Takedown of Donald Trump by the Swamp. Again, I deeply appreciate it if you pick it up on Amazon for pre-order. We pose some of these questions. Who's Charlie? Who are these people you're sending over the White House? Is this part of the scandal that Nunes and others know about? that's about to come out in some of these declassified texts, emails, and other things. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll leave you with this open question. I'll move on because I don't want to relitigate yesterday's show, but I, I can't believe I missed the connection. Was the FBI under the guise of a transition liaison member, in other words, a political intermediary between the FBI and the Trump transition team, were they sending people to spy instead? Folks, I don't think Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson sent that letter because they just were taking a, taking a flyer. Grassley's a smart guy, so is Johnson. And although there have been some missteps along the way in this investigation, I'm reasonably confident they know the answers to the questions they're asking. Who's Charlie? Why were they so concerned about Charlie's presence at the White House, potentially looking unusual? Folks, we're in dangerous territory here. You know, in the last chapter of the book, which um, we summed up last night, I said, if we can't all agree on a common sense set of principles, I thought that's what the Constitution was to abide by, then the Republic as we know it is dead, folks. Where are the Democrats? Where are the Democrats speaking out against this kind of stuff? You know, interestingly enough, when I ran for office for the United States Senate in Maryland, I spoke out. I spoke out vocally about what I thought were failures in the Patriot Act, how I thought the Constitution, the Patriot Act, signed by a yeah, Republican, George W. Bush. I know you remember, yeah. Joe, because that's when I met Joe. I think we even huh? discussed it on his radio station when yes, he was there. Did. That's how I met Armacost, doing a hit on his radio show. Yeah. The Patriot Act was a devastating blow to the Constitutional Republic and the Bill of Rights. And okay. I had no fear of the political repercussions because I knew I was on the right side of it. But Joe, I ask you this. Where are the Democrats now speaking out and trying to get to the bottom of these big questions? Was the FBI using a liaison guy to spy on the Trump? Yeah, you're darn right. Listen, play mm -hmm. it again. That's exactly what it sounds like. Hold on. What, what do we... Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear, too. <laughs> Nothing but pre-1972 AM television air static. Remember? Television used to go off. <laughs> the younger folks listening have no <laughs> yeah. idea what we're talking Remember, Joe? They used to play oh, yeah. the national anthem, and it used to go off. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of <laughs> TV. It. Ladies and gentlemen, for all you younger kids listening, TV ended at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, There man. was nothing but static on after that. I'm not kidding. Now with 24-hour cable and everything and Netflix, kids are like, what do you mean TV ended? No, it ended. That is exactly what you hear. It's really disgraceful. Now, just to clear up something yesterday. On yesterday's show, I got a lot of emails. Me and Paula both were reading them all day. Some of you were confused about what scrub the lists meant. Um, the point I was trying to get across yesterday, just to be crystal clear, 
is I think the FBI management involved in this, Comey, McCabe, these guys are sleaze. They are total slime. There's no question to me they were looking for a reason to target President Trump. I was not trying to give them an out, and I, I can't explain this, even though I'm still, a guy wrote on my Facebook page this morning. Why are you giving the FBI an out? Oh, my gosh. Did you listen to the show? I am not giving the FBI an out. They screwed this case up. They, they, they verified information that was false. They used an informant that was lying to them without vetting him. The FBI, McCabe, Comey are in a world of trouble, some of them criminally. For leaks to the media, they are in a world of trouble. I am not giving them an out. I'm simply suggesting to you, and the point of yesterday's show is I think Brennan was the ringleader of this whole scheme and duped them. I believe Brennan and his intelligence cronies he was working with were giving the FBI a referral. In other words, FBI, please investigate this because the CIA doesn't have law enforcement power. Here's the information we have. Donald Trump may be colluding with the Russians. I believe there's a distinct possibility that Brennan was unclear about where he was getting this information from. And I believe a lot of that information about Trump colluding, air quotes, with the Russians was coming from Christopher Steele. I believe that because Lisa Page's own testimony, the FBI lawyer under oath, page 95 and 96, like we played yesterday, she seems confused when being questioned by excellent Congressman Mark Meadows from North Carolina about Brennan having the same information she does from Steele. She seems confused. What do you mean? He was our source. It was the same information. The FBI is getting hit from the State Department, getting hit from the intel community, from Brennan, from Harry Reid. They're all feeding them the same set of information. And these people at the FBI, these knuckleheads at the upper echelon of the FBI, instead of doing their homework, they do what, Joe? They don't vet the information. They just assume, with a wink and a nod because they want to target Trump, they just assume that the information is verified because it's coming from so many different places. It's the same information. If I tell 20 people on my block to tell my neighbor that his house is on fire and he knows it's not on fire because he's in it by the 19th or 20th person, you're going to start checking every room. Gosh, is my house on fire? Am I crazy? Or would you not? (laughs) That's what happened with the FBI. But instead of the neighbor just saying, why are you guys all telling my house is on fire? Oh, the neighbor told us to lie. The FBI didn't do that. So when I point to that Hill article yesterday by another excellent piece by John Solomon from yesterday, where they're talking about scrubbing the lists after the election of Donald Trump, the day after the election, what I meant to say is the FBI, I think, panics after election day and starts to realize that the list they have of informants against Trump may be the same lists used by the CIA. And John Brennan. You get it? Please tell me this makes sense. They start to panic. Wait, 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 guys. I thought these were different sources. And therefore, when we went to the FISA court and said, whatever, multiple sources, and these people are telling us this and that, it wasn't. It was the same guy, Steele. Scrub the list means clean the list. Make sure it's not the same people as the CIA. I'm sorry I didn't explain that a little. Some of you were a little bit confused by that. Now, I have a small piece of video. It's just a couple seconds long. Hat tip to my guy on this too. You know who you are. I want you to listen carefully to six seconds, just six seconds. I may play it twice because it's so short. Of Bill Barr, the attorney general's answer 
to Democrat Senator Gene Shaheen when questioned about spying on the Trump team. Because remember, we were told that the FBI started their case in July of 2016 based on a tip about from a foreign counterpart about George Papadopoulos and his thing with Alexander Downer. We have never been told about information they got earlier from Brennan, from the CIA, about spy. We've been none of that is in the FBI's official story, folks. They want you to believe it all started because of Alexander Downer's tip to Papadopoulos. But if you listen to this six seconds of Bill Barr, you'll start to see why scrubbing the lists and the fact that Steele may have been feeding information to Brennan before the FBI becomes such a big problem. For the agency, I'm not just I'm not talking about the FBI necessarily, but intelligence agencies more broadly. One more time. I'm not just I'm not talking about the FBI necessarily, but intelligence agencies more broadly. Did you catch it? Plural. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, plural. A plurality, not a singularity. Yes, when Barr's asked by Shaheen about suspicious spying, he's looking into and investigating. He says, I'm not talking about the FBI specifically. I'm talking about intelligence agencies more broadly. Oh. I thought the CIA wasn't supposed to be spying on domestics without some evidence of, of some serious foreign terror activity and things like that. Was Brennan spying on the Trump team long before that? Ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole genesis of yesterday's show. Brennan is marshalling this entire effort to spy on Barack Obama's political opponents, and he dupes the FBI, who willingly sucks it up because they hate Trump, into opening an investigation because he can't do it. He's an intelligence guy, not a law enforcement guy. Barr is now looking into... Why the heck intelligence agencies, as Joe said, plural, were spying on the Trump team? Now, does this make sense? Gosh, guys, oh, FBI, we better scrub the list the day after. Let make sure that our informant wasn't a CIA informant, too. We may have been taking part in a massive spying operation for political reasons. You think? Dopes. At least a page testimony is critical we played yesterday, where she's stunned that the CIA may have the same source they have. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, moving on. So we covered who is Charlie and what scrub the list mean. Um, this, is a, this is a very important story. Yesterday, there was some breaking news about Don Jr., uh, fake yeah, Republican uh -huh. senator. Uh, Richard Burr from North Carolina, who has a Liberty score on conservative review of, I think, in the 40s somewhere. I, I, he's probably being beaten by some Democrats. So this guy's allegedly a Republican, Richard Burr. He runs the Senate Intelligence Committee. As you'll see this headline from uh, uh, IJR. U.S. Senate Intelligence Panel subpoenas Trump's son, says sources. U.S. Senate Intelligence Panel? You may say, Joe, don't Republicans run the U.S. Senate? Uh, That's what yeah. I was saying. So how is it that a pad, the U.S. Senate Intel, Intel Committee, run by a Republican chairman, Richard Burr, is subpoenaing Don Trump Jr. again about the Russia hoax? Well, number one, Burr's weak. 
uh, B-U-R-R, Richard Burr. He's always been weak. Um, if you're in North Carolina, I always encourage you to respectfully, kind of, I mean, we're all adults. You know the rules. We don't act like liberal, violent maniacs here. We leave that to them. That's right. But it would probably be a good idea to email or call his office and to politely inquire as to why Richard Burr, an alleged Republican, is still playing into the Russia hoax and subpoenaing Don Jr. to come back to the Intel Committee again about a hoax. Don't you worry, ladies and gentlemen. I've got the behind the scenes for you from some excellent sources on this. Always good to have those kind of folks on the inside. Here is what is really going on behind the scenes. First, Richard Burr is a fraud, okay? He's not a real Republican. He is most certainly not a conservative. And he is wholly, completely dominated on his committee by a Democrat. Mark Warner, who's the ranking on that committee, the Democrat, but doesn't run the committee. The Republicans run the committee. Mark Warner runs that committee, the Democrat. Burr's weak. He's a weak man. Warner runs the committee, the Democrat. Just take, listen to me. Take that as fact from everybody I know on the Hill. Warner dominates Burr. Burr's not a real chair. He's a, he's a fake chairman. He's not the real deal. The Democrat, Mark Warner, runs that Senate Intel Committee. Mark Warner, you're like, Dan, you always tell us to remember the names. Mark Warner. What is it about Mark Warner that rings a bell? Oh, yeah. Mark Warner's the one, the Democrat senator, who's receiving texts from a lawyer about arranging, a lawyer by the name of Adam Waldman, who works for a Russian oligarch connected to Putin, by the way. And Warner's the guy receiving texts from this lawyer about setting up meetings with who? Christopher Steele, the same source I told you, was, yes, was a source for John Brennan and the FBI while likely not telling the FBI he was working with the CIA. Warner's knee deep in this. Warner sees there's a new sheriff in town. Remember, Warner runs the committee. Burr is weak. He's a puppet of the Democrats. Burr could have shut this down. So follow me. Burr's weak. Warner knows he's not knee deep. Warner is neck deep in this entire Spygate scandal. Behind the scenes texts he's issuing. He's issuing back and forth in order to set up a meeting with Christopher Steele. This is a, a year ago. What does he want to do meeting with the source? Are they trying to develop a cover story as to what Steele was really doing to hide the fact that he was a resource for multiple people in the government while lying to them about fake information? Ooh. Warner's on the text. So number one, Warner needs a distraction. The distraction is going to be subpoena Donald Trump. Well, the Republicans say, stop. Burr's not a, he's a fake Republican. Warner dominates him. They need a distraction right now from the fact that Warner's going to be roped up in all of this when the stuff is, um, uh, unclassified, declassified when the information's declassified and Barr starts looking into it. Right. Warner will be roped in, lassoed in big time. He needs a distraction. So they bring Don Jr. back. Secondly, the Senate Intel Committee is notorious for leaking like a sieve. They need new sound bites for the media. 
the compliant, bootlicking, sycophantic liberal media needs sound bites to attack Don Jr. Why? Go back to point one to distract the media right now from the absolutely exploding Spygate scandal. How do you get new sound bites, Joe? You testify Don Jr. behind closed doors. You get excuse me. You get him to testify behind closed doors, and then the, the Senate Democrats and the hack Republicans probably burr to walk out to the media. Do you hear what he said there? Let me write. I wrote this down. Wait, I thought this was testimony behind closed doors. No, 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 no. It's the media. Don't worry. We can tell them that. They're compliant. They won't give us up. They need new sound bites. They need right. a distraction. Right. One other point. You may say, well, why are they issuing a subpoena for Don Jr. at all? What's the point? Their stated reason, and I use, again, the dreaded air quotes, because this is garbage. This is Burr getting steamrolled by his boss, Mark Warner, the Democrat. Don Jr. testified about a Trump Tower project in Moscow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most uninteresting part of this entire Russiagate, Obamagate, Spygate fiasco. Donald Trump is a real estate developer. The fact that there was a proposal that never went through for a Trump Tower in Moscow is I don't even understand what's interesting about this. This is not illegal. He builds buildings. That's what Trump does. It is not illegal to suggest, to have suggested to you or to look at building a building in Moscow. Now, the reason uh, Warner Lackey, Richard Burr, uh, needs Don Trump to go, and the stated reason is, well, Michael Cohen said that Don Jr. knew more about the Trump Tower Moscow project than he was letting on. Who cares? Who cares? One, I don't believe I, he was. He testified for something like eight hours in front of their committee. He asked them, do you have any more questions? No. I don't believe he was lying at all. Don Jr. has been completely honest. He released the emails about the Trump Tower thing. He testified in front of the Senate committee. No problem. If I were Don Jr., I would flip the double barrel middle finger right now and say, no, I'm done with you guys. You see what they're trying to do, Joe? They're trying to trip yeah, him up in time. a lie, sure. a lying to Congress charge. You said you knew um, a little bit about the project, but you knew a little more than a little bit. Uh, who oh. cares? Oh. It's amazing how a perfectly legal project to yeah. develop real estate in Moscow that never happened is the subject of fake Republican Richard Burr's inquiry on the Senate Intel Committee and a new subpoena about a hoax. While a $500,000 payment that actually went through to the Clinton Foundation for a Bill Clinton speech paid for by a Russian bank involved heavily in the arrangement to purchase our uranium by a Russian company, our nuclear fuel. No worries about that, folks. Let's not subpoena Bill Clinton again. We are, this country is so lost right now. It's it's really pathetic. As I'm, 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 I don't senseless rants are gonna. I don't want to waste your time. Again, but we are so lost right now. This is such a gutless group of punks up on Capitol Hill. This guy Bird disgusts me. He disgusts me. He doesn't have the spine to stand up and say, "Are we serious right now?" We're still talking. The president of the United States was spied upon 
was accused of treason. And now to cover up their crimes, they're illegitimately accusing the president of the United States of obstructing a crime that didn't happen. And you're subpoenaing Don Jr. because you think he knew a little more than a little about a perfectly legal project that never happened? Burr's a disgrace. North Carolina, I'm telling you, you're better off with a Democrat than this guy. He does you no good at all. He's chairing one of the most sensitive committees on the U.S. Senate. They're leaking like a sieve to the media, and he's the one subpoenaing the president's kid about a nothing burger on steroids? What a waste of everybody's time. These guys are gutless. Two words for Don Jr. Bite me. That's exactly what he should tell him. You're darn right. And Warner. Why why isn't Warner Uh, being subpoenaed? Yeah. Warner's the one neck deep in this. Why haven't we gotten answers about his texts with a lawyer working for a Russian oligarch who's also representing a spy who was providing information to the U.S. government used to target Trump? Yeah. No, don't worry about that. Nothing to worry about there, folks. Scam. Lapdog. A little lapdog. You know, he's like that. What, what's the cat from Austin Powers? Mr. Bigglesworth? Can we put a picture of him up on the screen during the show at some point today? Mark Warner is, is um, uh, what's his name, Dr. Evil? And, and Richard Burr is Mr. Bigglesworth, the cat. He's a lap cat. Pathetic. Pathetic. Weak need. Oh, the joke. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. Here's the problem. A lot of Republicans up on the Hill, like Richard Burr, are really Democrats. But no Democrats up on the Hill. None are really Republicans. That's the problem. And that's why we lose. Because we have gutless wonders up there. Remember the wonder years of Fred Savage? These are the unwonder years we're living in now. Starring Richard Burr (laughs) and his friend (laughs) Mark Warner (laughs) with the goofs. The unwonder years. Goofballs. Where's Mr. Bigglesworth? We need that 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 we I want a side by side of Mr. Bigglesworth and Richard Burr. <laughs> right. It's insane. Really? Oh, dude. Lo- country's lost, Joe. I'm telling you, the last chapter of my book, I I I'm keeping it super short. Less than a thousand words. Just summing up where the heck are the Democrats on this? I would never, ever, ever countenance any of this stuff if this happened to a Democrat president and a Republican did it, Trump or anyone else. And the Democrats have fully embraced the police state. It is disgusting. All right, moving on. Um, Today's show brought to you by buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know I'm a big supporter of Brickhouse. They have some of the finest products out there. Their nutrition products are top-notch. They were one of my original sponsors. One of the products I want to talk about, you can see on the screen on YouTube right now. Uh, At home, It's uh, if you listen on audio, it's Field of Greens. Field of Greens, you know, this. let me tell you the genesis of how this product starts. It's kind of funny. I love fruits and vegetables. Ever since I started eating a healthy diet in my 20s, I ate like a slob before that. I started to feel great. I mean, a lot of the health conditions I'd had, I'd, I'd had a little bit of like dermatitis on my skin went away. Uh, Paula can attest to that. When I started eating fruits and vegetables in a super healthy diet. The problem is in the secret service and in the job I have now, I was always on the road and I had a hard time getting my fruits and vegetables. And so I called up Miles at Brickhouse Nutrition. I said, Miles, you have got to develop one of these fruit and vegetable powders where you take really healthy, high quality fruits and vegetables. You grind them up. You just take the water out. The highest quality fruits and vegetables you can. You put it in a powder. I can throw in water, shake up the water bottle, you know, shake it and then run off and drink it. And I'm good to go. And I got my fruits and vegetables. He's like, Dan, I'll work on it. They put out. That's right. Just like that. 
They put out Field of Greens. The product has been a huge success. It's funny, when we first started, they didn't anticipate the demand. They sold their whole warehouse out of this stuff. Now, of course, they're restocked. It's a year later. We're good to go. This stuff is terrific. You will love it. It's called Field of Greens. You want to feel better. You want to look better. Good for your skin. Good for your hair. Good for your health. I love it. Makes me feel better. Go try Field of Greens. That's Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a jar of Field of Greens today. Get your fruits and vegetables in. It is a key to a long, healthy, happy, productive life is a good diet. Get your fruits and vegetables. It's like fruits and vegetable insurance, and it tastes delicious. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check it out. Okay. Um, Speaking of contempt of Congress and my personal contempt of Congress— So yesterday we had another, you know, I wake up in the morning, always wondering what kind of liberal stupidity I can debunk today. You know, it's fascinating their hypocrisy on the Bill Barr contempt of Congress charge. So what happened yesterday? So Bill Barr, the attorney general, there was a contempt of Congress citation issued by the Democrat run House of Representatives and that hack fool, Jerry Nadler, who runs that cruise international cosmic embarrassment, almost as bad as Schiff and Swalwell. Uh, So they issue a contempt of Congress. What is it about? Why does it matter to you? And why are the media hypocrites? Well, here's what it's about. Well, it's about nothing, but I'll give you the Democrat storyline so I can debunk it. The Democrats are saying Attorney General Bill Barr is withholding portions of Bob Mueller's report via redactions. In other words, blacked out portions of it. They want to see it. Bill Barr will not agree to testify about it up on the Hill. So therefore, we are going to hold him in contempt. Ladies and gentlemen, so we are absolutely crystal clear on this. That is garbage. The portions of the Mueller report, which are redacted, are redacted by law. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we have to discuss this on my show. Federal Rule 6E, grand jury material, without a judge's order, it is a crime to release that. Let me explain. In the Mueller report, ladies and gentlemen, people were brought into the grand jury, a federal grand jury to provide testimony to that grand jury for Mueller's investigation. Right, right. In order to keep those witnesses, one, candid, so they can feel free to tell the truth, but secondly, their identity is secret, especially if they're not co-conspirators, they're just witnesses. It is a crime to release grand jury information. This is not an open court. It's a grand jury. It's not a jury in a trial. It's the grand jury that issues a true bill and an indictment. Do you understand rule 6E? It is a crime to release that information. The Mueller report, like any other report issued by any other Department of Justice entity, which the special counsel was, if they have said testimony in there, Joe, it must be redacted. Joe, you know, I know you're the audience on Buzzman, but this is so simple. I'm afraid actually by explaining it, I may be complicating it. You get it's a crime to release. This makes sense. Uh, Thank you, Caveman Joe is back. Caveman Joe. You know, sometimes on the show for new listeners, Joe resorts to his old caveman Cro-Magnon Joe, Neanderthal (laughs) Joe, because Joe's a smart guy. And I'm afraid by talking to current homo sapien sapien Joe that he's so smart that when I have to explain to him stupid things, I will dumb him down. 
So I Ooh. ask him to revert back to his alter ego, Caveman Joe, which is a minimum of 60 IQ points dumber because I want to see if Caveman Joe understands what I'm talking about. Caveman Joe, a simple grunt. I'll tell you what, because I know you can't speak very well, Caveman Joe. One grunt for yes, two grunts for no here. Do you understand that releasing grand jury material is a crime? One grunt for yes, two grunts for no. Yeah. <laughs> Joe gets it. He gets it. This is a crime. Thank you. Caveman Joe returns. Thank you, Caveman Joe. Much appreciated. I didn't even have to ask for it. He just knows to appear at this point. It's like Sybil, you know? He just reverts to one of his alter egos when we're having a conversation is stupid. Jerry Nadler, the chair of the committee, knows this. He knows Barr would be committing a crime if he releases that. So you you following me? I'm sorry you're all dumber for having to hear this. One, (laughs) Bill Barr was under no obligation whatsoever, the Attorney General, Joe, to release the Mueller report at all. None of it. Right, right, right. He releases the report. It's online for anyone to read, even liberals who have a tough time with this stuff. There are light redactions, 90 plus percent of the report is available, and they're redacted because it's a crime to put that out there. And Nadler says, because you won't give it to us, we're going to issue a contempt charge. Making matters even more. How are you, folks, seriously, how are you a Democrat? I'm serious to the sane (laughs) listeners out there. I'm really sorry. I don't mean to impugn the integrity of moderate Democrats who are likely tiring of this nonsense too, but how do you wake up in the morning and look yourselves in the mirror and know that this is your part? I'm serious. I'm not suggesting to you that Republicans have all your answers. I just got done for what, Joe, 15 minutes filleting this fraud Richard Burr who's a Republican. Mm -hmm. I am not suggesting Republicans have all the answers. Not, not, Not even remotely. Some of these Republicans are worse than Democrats. I'm not even suggesting you have to vote Republican. You do whatever you want. I'm just asking you, how do you, how do you listen to these fools? It's a contempt charge for what? Me not committing a crime? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Doubling down on stupid, which Nadler's really good at. Democrat chairman of the committee issuing the contempt charge against Barr. Barr has already offered Joe six top Democrats the opportunity to come to a SCIF, a sensitive compartmentalized information facility where they can review the classified information report that's classified for a reason. He's Mm -hmm. already offered six top Democrats the opportunity to read that. Joe, they said, no, we don't want to see it. Uh, I, I don't... Somebody said to me the other day, you know, yeah, exactly. I got an email the other day. said, listen, I, I'm a regular listener to your audio show, but I go home and I watch the YouTube too because your facial expressions are priceless. I'm an animated Italian cat from Queens. Yeah, yeah, my dude. wife and I both, well, my wife's Colombian, but we're, we're both kind of animated. Me, her, not as much as me, but we can both be hand talkers and stuff. The facial <laughs> expressions just come naturally because this is, I, I'm genuinely stunned at the stupid. We are issuing a contempt charge. Democrats, we're issuing a contempt charge because you're not letting us see the report. Hey, come on over. The leadership, I'll let you view it right now. We don't want to view it. You just said you wanted to view it. No, no, we just want to issue a contempt charge for not viewing it. Oh, dude.
How do I, we do I, this I, day after I, day I, after day? <laughs> I don't know, brother. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I've said to people who've asked me what the transition was like from law enforcement. You know, I was a manual laborer for a while. I used to paint houses, yeah. worked in a supermarket. What's it like to be in a talking head commentator and doing this a, a radio talk show, essentially? I said, I mean this when I say this. This is the hardest job I have ever had. Joe, I've had this conversation with you, my wife. Every, yeah. I am not making this up. This is the most taxing job I've ever had. It is. I used to come yeah, home man. from painting houses eight hours a day. And I'm telling you, when you're done, you're done. You go you're home, done. you relax, you put the Yankees game That's on. It, it was yeah. over. This job never ends. The stupid is nonstop to the point now my wife and I, at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock, have to shut everything off. We That's do. why we I have said to. what I said there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know, because I've had this conversation with you. Because the stupid is so thick that I feel an obligation to get into your car, your living room, your Amazon Alexa device, whatever it is, to tell you how dumb the stupid is every day. But the stupid has an exponentially, geometrically greater effect on me because I'm bathed in the stupid all day because I have to read about this stuff to give it to you. Hey, come over and read the redactions. We don't want to. You just said you wanted to read them. No, no, we just want to issue a contempt charge for not reading them. What? <laughs> this is not a joke. Paul is like, you hear her laughing inside. <laughs> this is real. This actually <laughs> happened. Now, to show you why yeah. the media, dumber than the politicians, because the politicians are sometimes better at hiding their intentions and their malicious garbage. Nadler's not very good. Nadler and Schiff and Swalwell are just really not bright. But to show you what hacks and why you should never take anything CNN or MSNBC takes seriously. Remember the Dan Bongino rule. Take, write it down, folks. Write it in your notebook. Double, triple, and quadruple check anything you see on CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, or the Washington Post about the Trump, about anything. Because these are activists. Journalism is dead. It's over. Forget it. Bury it. It is up to you to be your own journalist now. What am I talking about? CNN, MSNBC, and the liberal hack uh, crew out there, they were horrified, Joe, about contempt when a contempt charge was legitimately issued against Obama's attorney general, Eric Holder, for outright refusing to turn over Fast and Furious documents. Remember, Barr has already given them the Mueller report and offered to show them the unredacted yeah. version. He's already, they don't yeah. want it. Eric Holder, Obama's AG on Fast and Furious said, hey, pound sand, I'm not showing you squat. They waited 255 days, the Republicans, to issue a contempt charge. The Democrats are offered the report. Ten days later, issued a contempt charge despite being offered to see it. Here's the media right now. Here's a montage. Big hat tip, Media Research Center, Newsbusters, a great account to follow on Twitter. Go to their website, Media Research Center. They're great. This is a one-minute montage of the media so, so upset about a contempt charge against Eric Holder while they're simultaneously celebrating the fact right now that there's a contempt charge against Trump's Attorney General Bill Barr. Given what we know about the Republican Party and the way the House of Representatives conducts itself when run by Republicans and with a Democrat in the White House, it shouldn't really count as news when a House committee finds the Democratic Attorney General in contempt of Congress. Every single Republican voted to hold the Attorney General in contempt over this crazy conspiracy theory. Tell the Republicans to stop this witch hunt now. 
He's right. Why go ahead with a contempt vote? Look, there are certain internal documents that are not Congress's business. Well, why? It just looks like more of our broken politics and vicious fights now out in the open. A party in the Congress that does just about nothing to create jobs or to help people without jobs decided the best way to do their job is to shower the Obama administration with subpoenas. See, if you're a person who watches Fox News all day, it is possible that you have been marinating in this conspiracy theory for long enough now that this seems feasible. <laughs> is this sort of stop and frisk at the highest level? Go after the attorney general, get him to empty his pockets. It looks like stop and frisk, doesn't it? Let me finish with my personal views of the stop and frisk thing. And I don't mean to use this term too much, but it's almost like a stop and frisk. For a lot of people, this is Republican versus Democrat, and they say this is just theater. It amounts to nothing. It is a distraction. It is politics writ large in in Washington, according to most people. This is really much more to be filed in the category of politics than law. This is contempt kabuki. Uh, this is a classic case in Washington of where you stand as a matter of where you sit. When the Republicans have the White House, they love executive privilege. Oh, <laughs> what a bunch of colossal frauds. And they're not even embarrassed. They're not even, remember the Maniscalco? For those of you who listen to Sebastian Maniscalco, a comedian, probably ruining the guy's career by, by telling you how funny it is. You know, God forbid you associate with a conservative at all. You know, the guys, everybody's probably going to turn in there and take it. Sebastian Maniscalco has this line, aren't you embarrassed? He does it with this funny voice. The Italian thing. We got the, well, aren't you embarrassed? They're not embarrassed. They don't care. The fact that they've taken two completely contradictory positions on the exact same issue a contempt citation when their guy was in charge and when Trump is in charge doesn't bother them at all. You will never get an apology or anything. And Rachel Maddow is the funniest one of all. You'll oh, start to man. believe in this conspiracy theory, Fast and Furious. No, people actually died. Fast and Furious happened. Yet the conspiracy theory man. you promoted about Russian collusion never happened. But is she embarrassed? No, not at all. She moves right on. All right. I got a lot more to get to. I got to I got to follow up on this. Victor Davis Hanson has a great piece of Daily Signal I'll put in the show notes. I'll get to that in a second. I want to get this voter suppression garbage too. And hopefully, uh, like I got so much stuff, folks. I'm sorry, I got to pack it in to an hour. I want to make sure I make your commute home. All right, listen, we got a new sponsor. If you don't know your numbers and you don't know your business, that's a big problem. The problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. You have all these business systems all over. Some of them don't work together. NetSuite by Oracle. Welcome on board. They have one system for accounting. These businesses have another for sales and inventory. It's too much. It's too many resources and it hurts their bottom line. Introducing Solving Your Problems, NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. Folks, I say this with, 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 clear, with a clear heart and with absolute candor. When we took on uh, NetSuite by Oracle as a sponsor, my wife, who is the most talented web developer I know, she has built some of the best stuff out there on the internet, said this is a terrific company. She'd be honored to have them on board. She loves NetSuite by Oracle. She wanted me to say that on the show. These are really easy to use business systems. Go check it out. With NetSuite, you save time, you save money, and all these unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. So easy to use. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud-based business system. And right now, NetSuite's offering you, our listeners, valuable insights with their free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at, get ready, 
netsuite.com slash Bongino. netsuite.com slash Bongino. That's net. S-U-I-T-E dot com slash Bongino. Download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Optimize your processes, drive operational excellence, sell across more channels and more. netsuite.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Okay. Um, finally, just to wrap up this whole contempt nonsense against Barr, Victor Davis Hansen has a really terrific piece. I strongly, strongly recommend in my show notes. Please read them every day. It's on my website, Bongino.com. If you click menu, go to the podcast app. These articles are all attached to each individual episode and show. It's called The Injustice of the Left's Fury Against Barr. And Hansen writes in the piece, you know, it's incredible, basically, that all these things happen under Eric Holder, uh, Obama's attorney general, and nobody seemed to care at all. He talks about mm -hmm. uh, his comments. <laughs> this is actually a funny one. Has Barr dubbed himself the president's, quote, wingman? Remember Eric Holder? That's an actual line from Eric Holder. He's supposed to be the nation's attorney general. What did he say about Obama? He said, I'm his wingman. You're supposed to be America's wingman. Or has he called America, Barr, a nation of cowards, as former AG Eric Holder did? This is from Davis Hansen's piece. Has Barr's DOJ monitored reporters' communications or ordered surveillance of a television journalist? Has everybody forgotten that, by the way, the AP phone record scandal under Obama's team? Has Barr used the government jet to take his family to the Belmont Stakes, the horse race, as Eric Holder did? Has Barr met secretly on an airport tarmac with the spouse of a person his Justice Department was investigating, as did former AG Loretta Lynch, who had such a meeting with Bill Clinton? No, no, none of that's happened. But again, let's, defend, let's go after Bill Barr and give Loretta Lynch and AG Holder a complete pass. What a joke. Read the piece by Victor Davis Hanson in the show notes. It's excellent. It's worth your time. Okay, um, want to get this yesterday, but we were stacked up. So Wall Street Journal had a great piece out about another left, uh, far left myth. I want to debunk quickly. It doesn't require a lot of work because, again, it's so dumb. Um, it requires the suspension of disbelief for you to accept it is true. A lot of prominent Democrats have been going around the country. The title of the Wall Street Journal piece, by the way, is Data Disproves the Voter Suppression Myth. By the way, this title by Jason Riley, who's terrific, by the way, writes at the Wall Street Journal. You could change this title, Joe, put it, take out voter suppression and put anything. Data disproves mm. the, the uh, you know, the rich don't pay their fair share myth. You know, data disproves school choice doesn't, school choice doesn't work myth. Uh, you yeah. can say this about anything. Um, so, but Jason Riley does a good job frequently debunking far left myths. Um, so Stacey um, Abrams and others have been running around the country, prominent Democrats, claiming that voter suppression overturned the results of the Georgia and Florida governor's race. Uh, basically, that people were stopped from voting and that Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, and Andrew Gillum, the Democrat, would have been the governors of uh, Georgia and Florida, respectively, if it weren't for voter suppression. Joe, that case should be easy enough to prove, right? Mm. Look at the data of black and Hispanic voters. If the percentage of voters is down because the Republicans are engaged in some voter suppression scandal, you would think mm -hmm. there would be suppressed vote by Hispanic and black populations. Uh, Joe, is any of this hard to understand? <clears throat> oh, thank you. Thank you. K-Man Joe returns. Even he gets it. It's a, so the premise is we're operating on science here. The Democrats' theory is that Stacey Abrams and Gillum, the Democrats, would have run these races if it wasn't for those nasty Republicans suppressing black votes. That should therefore lead to a logical premise here or a theory that black and Hispanic vote counts should have been down. 
Let's go to the data in the Wall Street Journal report to see what the data actually says. Again, liberals, this is data and numbers. I know this is hard for you. You may want to put the show on pause and get some water first. Have some electrolytes or something like that because this is going to be difficult. (laughs) This is the numbers portion of the show where we do actual facts, okay? From the Jason Riley piece. It just so happens that two weeks ago, the Census Bureau, the Census Bureau, Joe, that evil conservative outlet that works for the government the liberals love, right? It just so happens that two weeks ago, the Census Bureau released a report on voter turnout in 2018. All right, here we go. I'm expecting numbers here that black and Hispanic voter turnout was way down. The Census Bureau, it showed voter turnout climbed 11 percentage points from the last midterm in 2014. Okay, so voter turnout's up. And surpassed 50% for the first time since 1982. All right, so voter turnout's up. All right. Goes on. Moreover, the increased turnout was largely driven by the same minority voters Democrats claim are being disenfranchised. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. (laughs) T.O. Laundry on the field. Red flag (laughs) under the hood for review here. I thought you just told us that blacks and Hispanics were being prevented from voting. Now we find out voter turnout is up largely due to black turnout, which grew, 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 G-R-E-W, liberals, grew around 27%. Well, they definitely must have suppressed Hispanic turnout. Hispanic turnout increased about 50%. Turnout increased. Caveman Joe is astonished right now. Huh? It increased. A synonym of grew. Like spying is a synonym of surveillance. Synonym. Synonym. Increased, grew for dopey libs out there. In other words, went up. Do, do, oh my gosh, Paula, can we do a visual? Put me back on the screen. I'm sorry if if you're if you're listening, oh. but for the YouTube, here's I'm doing a hand visual here. Even voter turnout down, voter turnout up. Libs, is this hard? Is this the guy can do that again? Even. Down, up. It's this hard? Are you numb skulls? Are your skulls this thick? I mean, what do we need gamma rays like Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk to penetrate your skulls? Black voter <sighs> turnout was down. Actually, it was up 27%. Then you're a racist. Hispanic <laughs> turnout was definitely down. Actually, it was up 50%. You definitely don't like immigrants. What are you talking about? Are you people insane? Is anything you ever say true? We're not allowed to read the report. It's online. We want the redacted portions. Come on over. I'll let you read it. You're a racist. Contempt. You are a party of idiots. How do you follow these idiots? Again. Time out. I don't care if you ever vote Republican in your life. You do your own thing. You do you. I'll do me. They aren't the answers to all your problems either. But I'm telling you the cause of your problems are liars. And right now, the gold standard for liars, cosmically, are this hapless group of filthy Horrible people up on the hill who lie to you about everything to stoke racial animus and division in this country. These are awful, awful people. And by the way, to our black and Hispanic listeners, my wife being one of them outside. 
You are adored here and welcome here. And I mean every single word of that because I don't give a crap about the color of your skin or where you were born or any of it. I care about liberty and freedom and a set of principles. And it is entirely irrelevant to me, the melanin component of your skin. We love you here. You are a child of God, and God does Mm -hmm. not discriminate on skin color, national origin, or anything else, and either do we. This nonsense they are feeding you that you are being suppressed from voting is nonsense. I'm not going to, we, no cussing on this show. We had enough of that yesterday. This is garbage. They are lying. You understand you're being lied to because they want you to hate other people. Look at those Republicans suppressing your vote. Please vote through our black and Hispanic listeners. Joe, here's our voter suppression effort. Please go out and vote. Play. I'm serious. I'm using voter suppression with air quotes, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you to have your voice be heard. You do you. You are smart, intelligent Americans. You can figure it out on your own. But do not believe this colossal BS that Republicans are out to suppress your voice. We welcome your voice. I love you here. You're a racist. Pathetic. Yeah, yeah that's next. <laughs> that you hate old people and definitely hate puppies. That's next. <laughs> it's, it I mean, it, it, right? What's the next yeah. one? It's so pathetic. Yeah. These are all myths you're being lied to. At least we tell you the truth. Voter ID suppresses suppresses black vote. It does? There's no evidence of that. What are you saying? Do you know how racist that is to say that? What are you suggesting? Black people don't know how to get a driver's license? No, I I am dead serious. What are you implying by that? Black and Hispanic voters are suppressed by voter ID. How? Uh, Joe, remember the cut we played? Gosh, I wish I had it handy. Remember, I don't know. Six months ago, running joke for the show. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't know if it was Ami Horowitz or Campus Reform, whatever. They did an on-the-street interview with white liberals saying why voter ID suppresses the vote, which it doesn't. And you should have heard the white liberals. Well, you know, black people can't figure (laughs) out how to get a license. Wait, wait, what? Oh. What did you just say? You remember that cut we played, Joe? We were Uh, watching it like, did you just say that? Yeah. Bad enough that they said it, Joe. It's that they actually believe it. I assure you, black and Hispanic Americans are fully capable of figuring out how to get a driver's license, you liberal racists. You're the racists. We adore our black and Hispanic listeners here and always have. And if you need some stupid soundbite, you don't listen to the show. Dumbasses. Can't get a driver's license. Oh my God, pathetic. All right, I got to wrap it up. I want to get to it. Listen, please tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, I have this story. It's really cool. It was from the Wall Street Journal today, but it's going to take me about 10 minutes to sort of lay, but it's a really cool story. I know economics sometimes can be boring. I promise you, this is a really good one. There's this big conundrum out there now as to why the federal government's printing so much money and running up all this debt and why our interest rates are still low. In other words, if Joe was $10 million in debt, no one's going to lend him money at 2%. They're going to want like 100% interest mm-hmm. because they don't trust he's going to pay it back. Why are they still lending us money? There's this great story, and I'll tie it in yesterday. I'll do a quickie economics thing. 
on how it relates to Airbnb, Uber, and other things. It's a really cool story. I'll get to that tomorrow. Please tune in. I'll get some other stuff for you. I'm working on some more uh, 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 Spygate stuff. And please pick up my book on Amazon, Exonerated, the Failed Takedown of Donald Trump. Now that I'm almost done with it, I am extremely proud of it. It's available for pre-order now. We're getting ready to rock and roll on it. Please check it out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble bookstores uh, everywhere. Coming soon, but available for pre-order now. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.